How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Happy Monday. Thanks for having me. Yeah, back at you. You agree with me? I, I really was rooting for Ohio State to win that game because it just keeps Michigan in the Big Ten even on a, a, a bigger scale, right? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I can definitely see that. Um, you know, I think a lot of Michigan fans are probably just rooting against Ohio State because they don't like them very much, probably less than, than they like Notre Dame, which isn't much either. Um, but from a standpoint of, I mean, I know Notre Dame has some tough games still to go, but Notre Dame could have, you know, and they, maybe they still could, but steal a bit from one of these Big Ten teams. So let's say you do have one loss. Let's say you don't win the Big Ten championship. Then, uh, you know, you would still have a chance to get in the playoff like Ohio State did last year, unless a team like Notre Dame comes in there and, and uh, is in position. So I agree with you. I, I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. And when you watch that game from if you're a Penn State fan or Michigan fan, I think you're probably thinking that Ohio State doesn't look, you know, like a total world beater. And I know they hadn't before that, but uh, further validation maybe that they still have kind of a ways to go as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I look at Ohio State and they had, you know, if they don't come back and win, there would have been a lot of people screaming about lack of offense, creativity, not utilizing Marvin Harrison Jr. The quarterback play isn't as strong, maybe the weakest. You've seen it in a long time with the Buckeyes, but they got the W on the road. That's a major uh, victory. When you look at Penn State and what they did to Iowa, when you look at the rest of the Big Ten, it really seems like the big three right now, and then everybody else. Yeah, it really does. Those are the only three teams from the Big Ten that are in the top 25, and they're all in the top six. And you know, Penn State, I think, has been really impressive here in the early going, especially the defense. And you could say that really about all three of Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, that the defenses are probably their best units at that point. And it's not the craziest thing to say you know, for Penn State or Michigan, but for Ohio State, that hasn't been the case in a long time. So I think they've really made some good improvements there defensively. Like you said, the quarterback play with Kyle McCord, um, you know, it looks a little bit shaky at times. And, uh, you know, I know that he's a first year starter and every start is like gold for him, you know, in terms of experience. So by the time that he has to play Penn state and Michigan, um, I don't know the exact date of the Ohio state Penn state game, but you know, he's going to have more starts under his belt and he's going to have more experience because you probably could have said the same thing about JJ McCarthy in week four, Last year, his first year as a starter, he had a, a little bit of a rough game up and down against Maryland, if you remember. So there's still time to go there, but uh, right now it just feels like those teams are, are pretty darn even and they're all kind of working through their own their own things to improve early on in the year. So uh, I don't want to you know wish anything away, but it's going to be really, really fun once you know they get that little mini round robin going in, uh, in the matter of about a month span and, and we see these teams match up against each other. All right, before we get to Michigan and Nebraska and the first road game, uh, your thoughts on the Rutgers game and the first four games, and uh, what are you pleased about when it comes to Michigan and uh, what still needs to get uh, taken care of before they face the big boys on their schedule? Yeah, I mean, I think the defense as a whole has been really, really good. You know, you've even been shorthanded most of the time in the back end with some injuries in the secondary, and they got both Rob Moore and Will Johnson back last week, so that's a positive. Um, in the Rutgers game specifically, you allow a 69-yard touchdown on the third play from scrimmage, a, a big play. Uh, then you go three and out on offense, and then you get a stop on defense, but they have a 75-yard punt down to the six, and you're down 7 nothing. Uh, and it just kind of felt like, okay, this is going to be one of those 
you know, weird games or, you know, Michigan just hasn't settled in yet. And then they go on a 96 or 94 yard drive to, uh, to score a touchdown. I thought that that was a nice response from Michigan there. Um, and you know, that Rutgers defense is, is solid, I would say. Um, but you know, I, I, they still have a lot to work on. They've won all their games by 24 points or more. Uh, but the competition has been you know pretty weak compared to some, you know, what other teams have played. So I think you still got to, Build cohesiveness on the offensive line. I mean, you're you're rotating in right now, three tackles. You're moving one guy from the left side to the right side as part of that rotation. So he's playing both in Carson Barnhart. Um, I think the pass rush could be a little bit better at this point. They, they've had to blitz a, a little bit more than you would have thought against some of these teams. Not that they had to, but they have. Um, so I think that's something to watch as well. Maybe the you know some of the defensive back play at corner, uh, other than Will Johnson. You want to see some guys step up a little bit more in those roles. But really at this point, um, you know, they've done everything they've needed to do. They've weathered a couple of early season injuries. Uh, the pass game looks improved. The run game seems like it's coming along a little bit. And, uh, you know, if you, if you remember the last couple of years with this Michigan program, they, hit, they didn't really hit its stride uh, until kind of these early Big Ten season road games. It was at Wisconsin was kind of the coming out party two years ago. And then last year it was kind of that game at Iowa, and then you had a home game in mid-October against Penn State where you beat a top-10 team, and then you kind of roll from there. So I think they're still kind of ready to, or poised to kind of have that game where they really have everything clicking at once. And, uh, you know, because we know this team's capable, but I, I just think that they're kind of waiting for it all to come together. I see on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board that Michigan is an early 18-point road favorite at Nebraska. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska is an interesting team. I mean, they, uh, and it was funny listening to Matt rule today, their head coach in his first year. And he was saying that they're trying to build the program on very similar characteristics that Michigan has built theirs. Um, you know, winning the last couple of big 10 championships behind, you know, a physical team that runs the ball, stops the run. And that's really what stands out about this Nebraska team that Michigan's going to face on Saturday. They're number two in the country and run defense. Um, they're right up there rushing offense. I can't remember exactly what it is. I think they're number six. Uh, they run the option a lot. They got this new quarterback who's come in, uh, Heinrich Harburg, right out of Nebraska, just perfect name as well, uh, who's, who's running the ball really well, can't throw as well. But um, So it's going to be a physical game again. You know, Nebraska is going to be a tough environment. All the guys from Michigan that we've talked to that played in that game two years ago in Lincoln, we're, we're saying just how much excitement there is in the locker room to get back out there. Um, but I, I think we could see another similar type of game where I don't think Nebraska's offense is going to do a ton against Michigan. But uh, And maybe you can say what the over-under is in that on the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, too. But I do think that, that the, the defense is going to test Michigan's offense again, kind of like Rutgers did a little bit. So that'll be you know kind of interesting to see how they handle that on the road. I think it's respect to the Michigan defense while you're seeing the big point spread at minus 18 that that Michigan defense outside of one big play dominating again. Yeah, they did. And I, I thought, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, well under 200 yards after that big play that they allowed to Rutgers. I thought that, you know, the run defense has just been fantastic. I mean, nobody can run on this team right now. So that, that'll be interesting too with Nebraska. They bring a little bit of a different threat with their option, like I said, and um, you know, maybe they'll be able to get something going or, or Michigan will have to make some adjustments. So it'll, it'll be a, a decent test for this Michigan defense. And then, uh, you know, I just don't see Nebraska throwing much 
in this game or having much success through the air either. But, um, you know, the, this Michigan defense has been pretty, you know, pretty solid. You, you think of some of the early points they gave up in the non-conference, it was all in the fourth quarter against the backups. I mean, the starters have only allowed one touchdown, and it was that one big play against Rutgers. So it's, it's pretty much so far so good. And you're seeing the front seven, I think, especially stand out where they're really, really solid at the point of attack, and they're getting in there, and, and there's just no room to run against these guys. You know, I'm looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, big board. Over-under is only 40 in that Michigan-Nebraska There you app. go. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, you kind of look at it, and I don't really see where Nebraska is going to be able to put up any points. Maybe they do need a big play like Rutgers had. But, you know, they, they just seem one-dimensional to me right now. There's also a question about who's going to start at quarterback, Harburg came out of the game late last week and didn't return. Jeff Sims, their original starter, who really, really struggled in the first couple games, uh, is also banged up, might be able to practice tomorrow, Matt Rule said. So I think uh, I think it's going to be a big challenge for the Nebraska offense against this Michigan defense. And I think, you know, on the other side, Michigan will be tested probably defensively as, as good as they have been this year, which isn't saying a ton. But, uh, you know, probably a, a tough physical game that could be, you know, on the lower scoring end. And, uh, and, you know, one of those games where it might be tight for a quarter, a quarter and a half, and then you kind of are able to pull away. Yeah, I was thinking Michigan goes in there and wins 27-7, you know, 27-6, right. couple field goals, something like that. I, I do I really like Michigan's defense. I know they gave up the big play, and that was kind of just a, a freak collision. And, you know, they hit one, and so be it. But then Michigan got the wake-up call and dominated right. uh, the rest of the way. Uh, who are some names that are emerging? And as we get to bigger games, and I don't know if I'd call Nebraska a big game, but it will be interesting to see Michigan on the road for the first time. That's always a curiosity uh, point in their season. But who are some of the names emerging that you think uh, become big game contributors for Harbaugh? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think there are a few on, on each side of the ball. I think J.J. McCarthy, you're really starting to see who his go-to targets are. And number one is Roman Wilson, who's wearing number one now, which has a, a storied you know, history, obviously, at Michigan, going back to Anthony Carter and a, and a bunch of different guys. And I, I just think the way he's running his routes, and he's always had the speed, but just the precision now that he has. And, I mean, go back and watch some of his bigger catches. I mean, he has just been uh, really, really tough to handle for opposing defensive backs. So I think he's taken a huge step forward. I think he's going to continue – to lead Michigan in receiving. And then Colston Loveland at, at the tight end spot is coming off of his, his best game in, in a Michigan uniform, 75 yards. Uh, they ran a nice trick play to him, a fake reverse flea flicker, and he was wide open after he was fake blocking and had a diving catch as well for a 33-yard gain. So I think you're starting to see that J.J. is really going to start to find him. And, and then on defense, um, you know, I've been really impressed with, you know, not the, the edge rush group overall, I think they've been they've been okay and, and you know pretty darn good I guess I guess you could say but maybe not a lead at this point but I think Jalen Harrell in his senior year number thirty two has taken a really big step forward we saw him in on some huge plays two weeks ago against Bowling Green he had the pressure on the one interception and then forced a fumble strip sack right on the next drive uh, he he seems to be one of their tone setters as Jim Harbaugh is calling him so. He's someone that maybe got overlooked, I think, in the offseason coming in, but he's having a really big start to the season. So uh, in the Big Ten seasons, really when you start to see over these next few weeks who those guys are going to be, 
that Michigan can really rely on throughout the rest of the way. Um, so, you know, excited to see more guys kind of step up in that way. Clayton Safey, he steps up every day at TheWolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. We're not going to cast him aside during an, another epic season. Superfly would just casually <laughs> say, hey, we haven't had Clayton on lately. <laughs> yeah, he's back, and he's better than ever. Sea Dog is in the house. What? <laughs> I was suspended for a couple weeks, you know. You were. He tried to buy He tried to buy Superfly cheeseburgers. And that That's right. The no-no. Doesn't cut it on the show. I I love Harbaugh. Harbaugh, it is you know what he did during his you know three game suspension and working the chain gang and talking about forgetting you know snacks and then uh, and then he said you know at home what were you doing and said his wife got the YouTube channel and I can watch like 150 games. He's, I know it's funny. A guy that makes seven million or whatever he makes a year, which he probably should be making more. That's a whole different discussion. He just went from Directv to YouTube TV because he wanted to cut on some costs. I guess his wife did. So yeah, uh, yeah that's, cut, this is kind of the way he is. Cut the corners. Yeah. Speaking of uh, contract, uh, we had a, a few Michigan listeners ask here in the last five minutes, "What is the status of Harbaugh's deal? How you know?" What, what, how many years? Where is he at on it? What's going on there? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it seemed like the, the whole hang-up with giving him even another raise because he got one a year ago from, uh, you know, what he was at was this NCAA thing. And maybe they're going to wait till after the hearing, which will come after this season. But, man, uh, you know, when you've gone through what you've gone through the last two off-seasons, with Jim Harbaugh having interest from the NFL and interviewing with NFL teams, I think you want to get this thing wrapped up as soon as you possibly can. Um, so I don't have all the answers on it, but it, it seems like that there is something in the works and that they want to, you know, try to do this, whether it's after an NCAA hearing and, uh, and whatever else, but it, it doesn't make much sense to me if you're Michigan and, you know, who knows what side's holding it up. But if you're Michigan, you, you want to get this done as soon as possible. I, you know, Ryan Day just got a raise, I think, last week. Uh, he's got a really tough team down there in Columbus. And, you know, he's up to $10 million a year now. I think, you know, Jim Harbaugh should be making more than that, honestly. And that's kind of what the market seems to be dictating. So I don't think there's any reason why they should hesitate to, to make him one of the higher-paid coaches in the country because it's, it's pretty clear at this point that he deserves it. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. Thank you, my man. Thanks so much. Have a great week.